0: really fortunate to have access to this oh
1: it's amazing yeah yeah super lucky um
0: okay.
1: <clears throat> at some point we should find a way to thank uh jeff clanton for letting us use the bermea mountain radio studios
0: yeah i don't know if he wants to be hey and
1: from here on out everything you say is into the mic
0: oh <laughs> the magic of the mic uh-huh isn't that a movie magic Mike?
1: Mm-hmm. not one that i've seen
0: seen it either but it
1: okay sure you <laughs> I pretty <really> quickly <laughs> jumped on that
0: <laughs> <I really haven't. laughs> looks good though
1: <laughs> yeah no um yeah jeff clanton who owns birmingham mountain radio he lets us use the studio to record this so props thanks shout out what do you say gosh
0: i don't know I he's don't a know. good guy
1: he's he is he's the george <laughs> bailey of birmingham alabama i've always said that
0: that's a really good he
1: helps out people and basically no benefit to him just to do it
0: not, so. at, not at all. In yeah. fact, few people realize just how much blood, sweat, and tears he's put into keeping BMR out there and in the public. He's doing a great job. Yeah,
1: Birmingham Mountain Radio is a, a locally owned independent radio station in Birmingham that uh, gets to do and say whatever they like. And I get to work there and say what I like. And, uh, do you nobody, say
0: whatever you like? Well, I don't like
1: curse and stuff. I wouldn't do that. But, I mean, yeah, I get to give my opinion.
0: Well, on the air.
1: Which is, yeah, which is a really rare thing.
0: Cursing on the air?
1: No, uh, giving opinions, oh. like actually giving real life <laughs> opinions. That's a real thing. Cursing
0: on the air is rare too. Does the, does the FCC still have those magic? Yeah, like seven cuss words. No,
1: that's a, that's a urban legend. Oh. I guess that's not a real thing. That was just a comedy sketch.
0: That's not true. No. When I trained to be sketch. on WEGL Auburn ninety one point one FM, I'll
1: tell they, you. I'll tell you this. Definitely, I've read through all of the. FCC regulations, and there's nothing like that anywhere in there. Now, maybe there were back in the day, but I don't think so. Like, it really reads as far as, like, uh, don't say things that are offensive. Don't say words that people would find offensive before 9 p.m. After 9 p.m., you can pretty much do what you'd like outside of, like, describing um, dirty acts. Whoa. That's, like, the big thing. That's that you can't describe dirty acts anytime
0: dirty act
1: but before 9 p.m they don't want you to upset soccer moms which is a thing and then uh, after 9 p.m they feel like most uh, young people are asleep so (laughs) at that point yeah
0: so it's before 9 a.m and after 9 p.m
1: no the morning time i don't know what time it is but i know the cut the night it's 9 p.m like before that is when you kind of have to watch what you say Huh? For it's really interesting. Um, and, Of course, I'm not quoting any of that directly right now. But when I went through, I really expected there to be a list of words yeah. that you can't say. It's not like that.
0: I thought that there was when I trained mm. in college to be a DJ. That you know, it wasn't now affiliated the station, with the yeah, station.
1: The station could have had a list of words. Maybe
0: that's what it was.
1: But the FCC itself, it's really broad.
0: Maybe it's affiliation with the university, and they probably had some kind of bylaw that required their djs to adhere to a certain standard
1: maybe how's your week Vim?
0: oh i am so glad you asked thanks (laughs) guess what what i learned that uh running a long distance and then spending two and a half hours moving very heavy rocks in your yard results in what we call a back spasm Mm.
1: it was
0: i was miserable
1: do you have back issues already no oh
0: I mean, it was just, I had not really experienced this type of thing. It was, yeah. it was like, um, it was just so uncomfortable and tight. I would just sit there and it felt like my whole back was seized. Were
1: you able up. to stand up?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Because it was an upper back. Yeah, it was upper back. Upper I was back. still able to do, you know, stuff, but like laying down at night and sleeping, I would wake up every time I moved. Kind of
1: like it tightens and pulses a bit.
0: Yeah. It's very weird.
1: Yeah. I, um, I'm surprised that's the first time. I don't know that running would have anything to do with it. I don't
0: know. No. I think think,
1: it was more just the picking up the big, heavy rocks.
0: I think what it did was my legs legs were exhausted. And so rather than using my legs to pick these stones up, I was, uh, you know, using other muscles Uh, in my body, you you know, compensating and stuff. I don't know. I'm turning 40 in like two weeks. Maybe that's it. But I refuse to believe this whole like, ooh, wait until you reach 50 kind of crazy stuff. No, I forget. Look, bodies. Change over time, but I refuse to succumb to age. <laughs>
1: um, when I was, I don't know, 34, 35, maybe yeah, 34, I blew out the two low discs in my back, it's like S4, S5, like L. Like blew out, yeah. Well, one's a bulge, one's a herniation, and don't make me define those, oh, but, but it was a serious, yeah, they sound good. Um, L4, L5, L5S. S one. I think those are the those are the disc. <laughs> Whatever. Either way, um, it was a weird thing. I was working out, I was doing death deadlifts, which I'm not good at, like I didn't know proper form. And then I would I I would run to the gym, work out, and I'd run home, about like a mile and a half each way. And so on the way home, all of a sudden, like my uh left butt cheek went numb. What? And I was like, This is weird. What is happening here? And then like the numbness went down my leg. I am like, that's crazy. And I ran home, you know, and then like Within an hour or two, I started getting this pain down my leg. Anyway, sciatica is what it was. So the, right. the goo in my disc had leaked out. I uh, pushed it out. What? And it was on my sciatic nerve. Yeah.
0: So you were, so goo in your spine was leaking out and pushing on your sciatic, sciatic
1: nerve. Yeah. Oh my God. So I had sciatica um, and it was really painful. I was like, oh, I'll do these stretches and whatever. And the next day it became one of those where I like driving down the road. It started hurting so bad. I was like, I have to drive to the emergency room right now. It was that kind of pain. So I did. Um, whatever. So I go and get it all fixed. I didn't have to have like full on back surgery. They just did the surgery where they put the pain block in, and that really oh. helped them. The neurosurgeon was like, look, here's the thing um, people over 30 should not do deadlifts because by that time your body starts to, you know, deteriorate a- enough to where it really c- can't support that kind of bending over, yeah. picking stuff up. So he's like, you can do anything else though. He's like, but just from here on out, like use proper form I wouldn't go down to the ground and pick things up that are like you know 200 pounds or whatever sure. like you gotta um so fast forward like six months seven months after that I was picking up wood firewood but like before it was chopped so it was still in these huge things and sure enough it's just hard to use proper form picking up things that weigh that much so an hour after I was done all of a sudden I was walking through my house and my back spasmed my lower back though which caused me to fall immediately in that spot and hit the ground and I couldn't move. And it was doing that thing that you had described. It tightened and was pulsing. And then, um, my children who were pretty young at the time oh, were no. came in the room and there I was just laying on the ground and they're like, Hey, let's go do this. I was like, I can't, I can't, uh, can't stand up. I can't stand up. And, um, there was medicine in the, like where they couldn't get to sure. that would help me with this that I'd had from the surgery. And yeah. stuff. And um, and eventually Lila is like, well, here, I'll show you. And she lays down next to me and then proceeds to show me how to stand up.
0: You are kidding. And I was
1: like, that's not what I mean. That's I like, the I,
0: sweetest. I was like, I have
1: so the sweet. knowledge of how to stand up. <laughs> I was like, I don't have the physical so capabilities to stand up. Um, So that went on for about an hour until eventually I was able to get Danielle to come get the medicine and.
0: Oh, my God. I remember once when I was a kid, my dad threw out his back doing yard work, something similar, you know, picking up stuff. And he, he would have to, he, for I think a good day or two, he had to crawl from the bedroom to the living oh, yeah. room and sort of crawl into his recliner because his back would just not release. But I vividly remember him crawling down the hallway. It's, it's, it's inc- a crazy thing. I It's um, incredible.
1: I, look, people have really serious issues and I'm not comparing mine to that at all because I still work out five days a week and I run you know the whole deal but I think of wow what would life be like if I hadn't have done those deadlifts that day because I still having back problems is something that affects you every day yeah. And mine, I really do think of, is even though it affects me every day and I can't, like, it's still minor compared to what most, a lot of people have. Sure. But, but it's a crazy thing.
0: So every time you work out, you, you have a mental, like, oh, yeah, oh, I need to check.
1: Yeah. And they're definitely, uh, my coach knows like there are things I can and can't do. Huh. So I do different stuff than you know, everybody else in the class some days. And yeah, you know,
0: you know, that as well as makes sense. Yeah. Wow. I did not know that story about you. Showing sure off. There you go.